0: All right, so it's almost time to start the accelerator and I hope you're excited as I am to get going. And I hope you've watched the transformational content course that I talked about in my last episode. This course is so important because it's gonna absolutely change the way that you think, change the way that you see social overall. And I featured on a podcast with Danny Allen Page where I talked all about this course and how the course itself helps you identify your niche and your content and the process throughout, as well as diving into a lot of other mindsets around social, how to see Instagram, how to show up more confidently, how to be authentic, how to grow a personal brand and more. And it's absolutely packed. And, you know, rather than sort of piecing it out, I just want you to listen to the whole thing. Because I think, you know, when you can hear the whole conversation end to end, you get a really good sense of what I believe, you know, when it comes to being a creator and growing on social and being yourself and being authentic on social and how that all connects together with what you've learned so far. So a bit of a longer episode, this one, but you know, that's what podcasts are, right? (laughs) They're longer episodes. So make sure you tune into this. I know you're going to absolutely love it. You know, kick up your feet, listen in. Here it is. I love what you do on social media
1: because you do what 99% of people are afraid to do, which is be 1 million percent yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Even to yeah. the dad
1: breakdancing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a time when it was just breakdancing.
0: <laughs> but nowadays it looks like dad break dancing. It gets much more limited over the years. You not. I'm not throwing myself on wood anymore. <laughs> more concrete it's it's more just you know yeah just kind of waist down <laughs> just, leg leg action a lot less a lot a lot fewer mills and and the really really painful stuff nowadays
1: but it's, it's um it's it's refreshing i think um in a sea of uh, i don't want to say vanilla because it might be rude but i've said it now but it, it's vanilla in a vanilla mahogany world or social media yeah it's you kind of get these sparks of like inspiration and authenticity and and just realness and I get that from your social media yeah um, so let's talk on that for a minute man let's yeah. talk about like where did that stem from did you get it right from the offset how many accounts have you gone through to get to where you are now
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot a lot no
2: no um yeah well I, I give give for all, for everyone listening I'll give them a bit of background as to kind of where I've come from. So my experience, at least from a career perspective, is in the, initially in the design and the marketing space. And then I moved into the collaboration space. So I support large organizations in, in working better together. And that's predominantly through behaviors and, and everyday actions. Um, and of course, intrinsic with that is a transformational change in people. And that's always been at the heart of uh, what I've consulted on, which is what I do uh, a lot of in my day-to-day. And what I've always tried to help people with is them creating a transformational change in themselves. And for me, in order to be able to do that, I need to be leading in that transformation like you can't understand what a transformation is until you actually go through that thing yourself and you can really account for it and I think that's probably one of the big gaps in social is a lot of advice from people that haven't actually been through the the actual transformation themselves mm-hmm. and, and uh, so I really kind of committed to trying to go through that and over the last 10 years have been experimenting with Loads of different types of content and accounts and YouTube channels and Instagram <laughs> accounts, just trying to find out what the what the right sort of formula would be, right? Mm. Because I was I was putting out good content and good information and stuff that I was interested in, but it was vanilla in the sense that it was it was the it was too much of the brand I wanted to pursue. To create in other people's perception and less of the me within that brand right so mm-hmm. it was completely refined to the value of the education that I could give and actually there wasn't a transformational element right because in order for you to create a transformational element they need to come with you on a journey in some way or they need to see that you've been through that journey in some way and you need to be able to recount that journey and and talk to that journey in order to help them move past. The blockers that they have in order to be able to get there
1: let me unwrap that some just a little bit just a little yeah. tad yeah so firstly he's being very modest when he says big organize like some of the biggest organizations yeah. in the uk you you consult for right we're not yeah. talking like small shops no right? they
2: tend to be in the 50 billion dollar revenue plus
1: yeah okay so yeah. fully legit and knows <laughs> what he's talking about just to, just to sign that disclaimer um when you say you was leading with the, the brand was your, was based around the consumer and yeah. ed, educating them. Yeah. And not you. Yeah. Okay. When did the penny drop to be like, this does still doesn't feel right. Or when yeah. does, cause it must've been like, it, it becomes a chore, doesn't it? Let's face it. When you're, when you're trying to grow or you're trying to get attention on these platforms and it doesn't feel right Yeah. or something's not aligned, it really can become a chore.
2: I think it starts as a chore until you work out how it isn't. I actually, yeah. I think for most people, I mean, because content is always – a side of desk activity for most people right so i'll i'll do my business stuff oh and then i'll you know if i get time i'll post on my social it's not yeah. a key channel for them they don't have the systems in place to make it a key channel for them growth particularly on instagram is unbelievably difficult right <laughs> unbelievably and 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 that's how facebook has made it now they've stripped out all the organic reach It is incredibly difficult platform to grow in. It is specifically designed for you to run ads through and to invest in financially. It is no longer what it was formerly, which was, you know, organic growth platform. You know, it's, it's a paid advertising platform. It's designed to be very difficult to grow on by its definition. Um, So the difficult thing for that as a content creator is people feel their value is intrinsically tied in their engagement and the response that they get on social, which it isn't. So when it doesn't work out because it's not really designed to work out, they see that then as some kind of challenge to whatever they're doing, and then they therefore get put off it. And then it mm-hmm. does become a chore. content becomes a struggle, and the whole thing almost becomes it's very, very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. And if it weren't for the carousel community, you know, which we're a uh, proud members of, go carousels, you know, I'd still, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. We wouldn't have the growth that we were doing. We wouldn't have this sort of united, huge, several hundred thousand person community out there that's kind of helping people actually work through the initial incredible amount of upfront effort to actually get this thing off the ground yeah and and to say every day i need to spend you know 2 to 3 hours making a post on social is ridiculous that is ridiculous like what happened right and and there there's no other platform unlike instagram that would ever demand that much of you to be mm. able to grow off of and that's, but that's what you have to put into. And and oftentimes I talk about, you know, what is the follower exchange rate? This is a bit of a theory that I'm bouncing around at the moment, right? So what's one follower on Instagram worth versus one follower on TikTok versus one follower on LinkedIn, et cetera, mm-hmm. from a financial standpoint, right? What's the ROI of a follower on each one of these platforms versus the investment in effort? You know, so it's, it's content really kind of- is difficult for people. And if you can't find a way to enjoy the process, then... You're just not going to last the long run. And I say to people, the only reason why I'm at where I'm at is because I'm still here. I haven't yeah. had some massive rocket in growth. You know, I'm just still here. Like mm-hmm. one year later, I'm still here. But I had tried it before, and I had to try and work out a way to say, well, how can I enjoy this more? Because I was, I was making content. I was you know, banging out the content, and nothing was working. Nothing was working, and I felt the content was good, it was definitely a lot better than a lot of stuff that was out there, but it just wasn't working. But at the same time, when you say
1: it's not working, people are not picking it up, they're not engaging with it, they're not getting the reaction that, not getting the growth, or as in it's not working because you wasn't connected with it the way you wanted
2: it. One of the big things that I've realized is it's really not about the content at all, it's about it's far more about the engagement when, it, when you talk about Instagram. You can have yeah. amazing content, but if you're not going out there hustling, DMing, commenting, engaging, it's just not going to happen. It doesn't matter how good the content is.
1: I, I, had, I literally had this conversation today yeah. with someone in my team at the agency, and he's got a, mu- a music brand. Yeah, He puts some amazing content out there, but he spends very little time engaging. Yeah. And I'm sa- I said, listen to me. The, the, the hours you have to put in yeah. engaging – I remember at one point, I think I was up for like five to six hours a day Yeah. on on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs>
0: In it's the crazy. early, like
1: zero to 10,000 10, followers. I was on the platform between five and six hours, like talking, communicating, DMing stories. Yeah. That's without like the content creation. Yeah. Luckily, I wasn't
2: doing the content creation, but there's a lot of time. That's a ton like, of time. Way <laughs> more than... The actual content creation. Like I say, you know, people are going to support each other because they need the support. The algorithm's not, when it comes to Instagram, the algorithm's not there for you. It is not. It doesn't matter if your content is great. It's not going to suddenly randomly look at your content and go, oh, I, I've got to push this out for Dan because this thing he's made is so awesome. It's like... <laughs> it just doesn't happen so that getting that balance right and and understanding just how unbelievably significant amount of effort you need in order to be able to make this thing come off the ground was part of it and the more and more conversations i had you know because every dm is a conversation every comment is a conversation every time i did it and every time i had to think about it and every time I have to think, well, you know, what's the personal brand here? What should I say? What's going to make me come off good? How do I look professional? It's just exhausting. It's oh, absolutely man. exhausting.
1: One million percent.
2: And and, oh. and that's the that's the that's the real clincher for people. Yeah. And eventually, you can't speak in. It's not someone else's voice, but it's just one aspect of you. Eventually, you can't do that all day, every day, and for that to last, or for that to not, you know eat away at you a little bit it, it just no. it just does so it
1: just tips away man and the thing and the thing is you then like you you get trapped because then you might like you, you have a, a brand that doesn't represent you or you feel like you're not showing up as the best version of yourself or even just showing up as you um yeah and then you're trapped with like okay i've still got to pump the well like yep. i've still got to produce content um yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But, but I think what? a lot of people um, listening as well. I think yeah. a lot of people listening. There's a kind of like this cloak of. Uh, I there's something you always say. It's like people just make this. There's, there are some fundamental things that will help you grow on Instagram, right? Yeah. But the, the, everybody just makes up shit. <laughs> <laughs> just all made up. Well, this is all made up, and you say this all the time. It's like uh, it's, uh, it's just all made up. Like, it's... these concepts yeah. are made up. Like, no one's told you you have to um, engage 15 minutes before, like 20 minutes before the no. post. Like, no, there's, there's no rule book. Instagram don't tell you shit. So no. And then that just trickles down. It's like Chinese whispers, and some of it is useful, like no denying. Some of it, some. But then, if you become shackled to those rules and regulations that no one has put in place, yeah, which happens, you come like uh, almost like shackled to the algorithm, yeah. (laughs) These invisible, (laughs) these invisible like ten commandments.
2: Yeah, well, uh, and and what it does is it creates this um, invisible boundary in people's heads that they think they can only work in the box and it's not a what it's not about working in the box it's not about working outside the box it's about realizing that there is no box at all Mm. right and you can do whatever you want to do but here's the rub in order to be able to do that you are going to need to overcome a massive fear hurdle and this is why i started the hashtag feels creator tribe because when i started back in January 2020 doing this in the way that I wanted to COVID dropped. And I'm sat there in my four walls and it's like, Oh, you're going to be here for the next year, right? You're not going to be on the road. I'm normally on the road, traveling, consulting. You're going to be here for the next year. You've got a whole load of gear because I work professionally as a photographer as well. So you've got a whole load of gear. You've got everything that you need, right? But you know, there's one element of your content that you don't do right now. And that element is, just whatever the fuck you want, <laughs> as Dan. That's what you don't do. And yeah. you know that you, Dan, need that. That is something that I respond to, right? I'm an extroverted person. I respond to and thrive on external energy, and I can, I've got the ability to be able to create that energy. I'm fortunate in that regard. But at this point, I'm not doing that, right? But in order to be able to do that, I've got to actually like show up as exactly myself in all the crazy ways that I and weird stuff that I do and think right I had to take a massive fear step in order to be able to overcome that and say I'm going to try this and the, the scariest thing about all of this was not only are you super exposed it's like there's nothing else so when it comes to my social I mean, look, it's not every aspect of me. I don't share, you know, all behind the scenes of all my personal life and do that stuff. But what you see within those aspects of me is is totally 100% me. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else. So if you don't like me, if people didn't like me when I kind of went out with this stuff, that would be it. Like genuinely, I started this year thinking this is my last shot. That's how I was thinking. Did you really? Yeah. I was like, when you
1: say last shot, like last shot of what? what, what there was nothing
2: the, else. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all out. And if that doesn't work, then that's it. I'm, you're
1: not going to do socials again. Well, you'd no never have
2: good. met me. That was it. That, that would have been it. Because I've done so many YouTube channels and done all these different elements. And it's like, look, if I can't get the me right, and if people don't get that or people don't like that or whatever, then there's, that's it. There's nothing really left. You know, I don't really want to just keep talking, keep sanding off elements here. And, you know, I've got to got to go all out and do it, you know. Yeah. And so I in, in the one year that I've been properly creating the content that I have been creating, I've learned so much around some different transformational elements and theories that I now teach um, in my coaching that, A year ago, I didn't even know. One of those was the fearless creator element, right? I realized that the boundary keeping me from moving into that type of content creation and that space was my own personal fear. And I made it a mission to then try and help create a tribe of people that would see that and say, when all of the other blockers are removed, when, you know, the tools and the systems and whatever, when you ultimately you're just left with your own fear. And that becomes a, a hurdle that you, must, that you must jump. But what I realized was through my own ability to step over that fear, because I've always been a person that's always pushed themselves out of my comfort zone. I hate being comfortable. I've always pushed yeah. myself beyond that. I realized that I could start taking on other people's fear and reducing it for them. So the design of my content is supposed to be: you look at my content and you look at all the crazy stuff that I do every day, Mm -hmm. and you look at it and you go, "If Dan's doing that, I can do this really small thing." Because Dan's doing that, I'm trying to. My content is designed to give you permission. That's the whole point of it. It's not designed to, you know, engage. It's designed to disrupt. That's what I'm not looking for. Like loads of comments and loads of likes. It's designed to help you overcome something because if I can take the thing that you're worried about, ramp it up to 10 or to 50, it makes the thing that you're worried about really small, Mm. small enough that you can take a tiny microscopic step towards overcoming it. Right? So if I, uh, when I DM people, I usually send them video DMs from the off or I send them voice memos from the off. Right. And that's not only is that a a better way to connect, I'm helping them move through a behavior and a change and a fear of themselves. And I'm giving them permission to be able to voice memo me back. Mm -hmm. I'm giving them permission to video message me back or I'm giving them permission to to get on video for the first time. The way I design my content is I look at what everyone else is doing and then I just ramp it up. All the way, and I, and I you, oftentimes I'll scale that out to a ridiculous proportions or out of a humor or a bit of comedy, in that. And you know, I'll take everything that you're worried about doing and I'll do it. That's do that's it. literally theory behind my comment. You know,
1: let, let me ask you this then when, when it comes to fear, yeah, um, because let's face it, fear is what hold back, holds back the majority of people, yeah. Um, what, how how many people that how to phrase this uh, it, it's along the lines of video content like yeah. fear and video. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things, the best, best things for you to do if you want to build your personal brand is to start getting on video. Not, not for what you get back from people or the impact you can have any of that jazz. Like it's about you being able to get, in front of camera, yeah. as yourself, confidently communicate your message, whatever that message may be. But being you, that is a whole process. Like that. You <laughs> that, turned that it is into a process.
0: A... <laughs> I remember well, when you were trying your, you, starting your YouTube channel, like you, you were buying like thousands of pounds of gear. And, good, man, and, that's like, all that's the background. all insecurity. It's like, yeah, it can be. It depends.
1: It's all. For me, that was all insecurity because it's like, yeah, that I'm trying to, I, I, I I want to buy the best equipment. I want to buy, remember I used to bug you, Dan, what lens?
0: What's this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That
1: was just insecurity hiding the fact that I was still not very confident getting on camera and I was still worried about what people would think. Yeah. So I wanted the best. I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. It's just, but I, I do think there is a beautiful alignment with fear and, 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 and video like, yeah. There is, there is a connection there. Um, it, it's helped me massively.
2: When I started vlogging daily, so on my YouTube channel, I, I did vlogging daily. And vlogging is like, the, I think it's about as far as you can take video personally. Because like I'm walking through an airport with a DSLR on, on a handle and a massive boom mic and I'm talking to a camera walking through an airport or, or, or in a shop, right? Or whatever. I've, and it's a massive camera. You know, it's not a small thing. It's yeah. like a Sony a seven, It's a massive camera with a big boom mic on it. And you're like kind of ignoring everybody else, but you know, everyone's looking at you and you know, vlogging was a huge, huge element for me to, to yeah. try and move past. And that was the kind of fine. I'd always done a decent amount of video and vlogging was kind of the final furlong of like, I want to see how far I can take video and I want to see if I can do this thing. Mm. So I've sort of every day for about six months and pro- properly produced them all and put them all on YouTube you know, and they're properly edited videos. Um, So I totally, totally understand the the video fear that people have, and it is kind of scary to do it. There's kind of a couple of elements that came out of this, again, the sort of the transformation and listening to other people's transformation that kind of was sort of uh, poignant for me. The first one was, it's not about entertaining others, it's about entertaining yourself particularly when it comes to stories. So mm-hmm. if you think a video as a presentation to other people, it's going to terrify you because you're like, well, I've got to be right. And, and it's nothing, it's actually nothing to do with them. It's actually just you talking about the stuff that interests you. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, look, let me just share what interests me. And if you think about it more, just like, oh, I found this interesting. I found this interesting. Instead of I have to present it and convince you of something, yeah. I think it helps people kind of shape their mindset. And then the other element was, which was a, which was a, Another key element, I think, for people was this concept of your weird is your niche. And this is something I've been talking about like for this. a while,
1: right? Yeah, talk about this.
2: Because what I've realized is, you know, that the more you can go in a hundred percent as you, the more you create a subset of people that have crossover interests that you have, right? So you might be interested in cat shaped donuts and mountain biking, there's a subset of people there, a big proportion of people there that are interested in that. And mm-hmm. the more you actually niche down on all of your crazy weird interests, you think they're too niche, you think they're weird, you think people don't get you, you think you know, you need to go broader or more no mainstream or any of these other key elements, but actually your niche is literally staring you right in front of you. All you've got to do is talk more to the weird things that you do and the, the weird person that you are, and we're all weird people in some way, right? The more you kind of really hone in on that, the better. I mean, I do break dancing as much as I do, you know, medieval sword fighting and, like, comedy and, like, I don't know what. I, can just, I just do real, loads cake of weird things. Cake making. <laughs> loads of weird things over the years, right, that, you know, I have strange skills in because I refuse to give up on anything. <laughs> Wedding photography. Wedding photography. Like it doesn't make any sense. Listen, like if you pitch anyone that- anyone
1: listening, Dan <laughs> Thomas is yeah. like the Swiss army knife of
2: men. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense on the surface if you said, well, yeah. that's my niche. But as a personal brand, it actually makes total sense. And mm. because the, the from a social media perspective, the world is basically infinite. It's, it's it, it, you know, in terms of the number of people that are out there, it's, for all intents and purposes, it's infinite, right? You can be all those things. You can talk about those different elements of yourself on yeah. social, on stories, on what you do. And if you if you take more of a focus on, well, what's entertaining me, what do I find interesting, and reflect that back, then you actually get a lot stronger a tribe behind you because people then be like, oh, my God, I love that. Oh, my God, I've tried that. Oh, my God, I can't believe you do that. I do that. I mean, I made a reel not long ago, which was just, clips of me picking stuff up with my feet because i got a bad back. And I, the amount of DMs I got, they're <laughs> like, oh my God, I pick things up with my feet as well. It's like, you know, you, you put that on Facebook, that it's line. not going to work. Oh, you're, you're like, no. oh mate, it's, it's legendary. Tell you, you know. It, it, when you can
1: run ads <laughs> to Reels, I definitely think you should run some ads. <laughs> no, exactly,
2: exactly. But it doesn't, it's, it's so niche. Like I could run an ad on that Reel, right? Yeah. I could run an ad and the ad would be targeted at people who like feet. It's like, it doesn't, you know, comedy and feet like the, the, the crossovers infinite and particularly from an ads perspective, you can niche so far down. Yes. Right. Yes. There, there is no limit. And that's why I really try and encourage people to say, you know, when it comes to your content, like put the you in, I'm quite infamous in my content for basically yelling at people. When I get on video, I just shout at people most of the time. You know, (laughs) why,
1: why, why, why do people put these kind of like ceilings or these limitations? Like how do they start getting these breakthroughs For overcoming fear and and this kind of like perception of it has to be this way Yeah. and and just kind of ripping up the tear, but um, tearing up the rule book.
2: Best thing you can do is what I do on YouTube is you go to YouTube, go to your favorite creator on YouTube and then you sort their videos by oldest and newest. Right. And then you look at their first video instead of their newest video, right? And then you just watch through some of their videos and watch their transition. Like watch how crap they were at the start, right? Mm. Like you can't, no one starts at a hundred. You have to appreciate that this process is, is earned. Behaviors are earned, skills are learned, and this is the difference you cannot get to the point that you want to get to until you start. It doesn't, and the skills help prepare you for the step like, and then the gear and the tools and the systems and all these things, they help prepare you for the step, but they are all things that any other person can do. It's the Mm -hmm. behaviors that are true and unique to you. And those are the things that you're going to have to start on yourself. But what I try and encourage people to do is particularly with video is I, I think, and I think this is symptomatic of the social age. You and I are, I don't know whether you call this fortunate enough, fortunate enough to be old enough that we actually remember a a time before Facebook, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right. I remember a time when before when the internet was just being created. So we have that, you know, reflection. We know the world before Facebook. Now any new person being born into this world, they'll never know a world without social media. They'll never know Mm. a world without peer pressure through that channel. They'll never know a world without, social expectation, influencer expectation, personal brand, and all these different elements that come with social media. So I can look from the outside into it and make fair assessments on it, but for new generations, they're not going to have that perspective. So most people now believe that if I create something, I'm obligated to share it. Mm. And, and, and I see it all the time. Like I post a picture. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I won't keep that one. It's not really Facebook worthy what it's it's a precious memory (laughs) you delete it so people feel obligated to share things all the time whereas particularly with video the best way to practice on video is to not share anything like to just film yourself in your own safe space and see what it's like you know and try it a little bit more and when you're ready to share something share something but this people create this Invisible barrier for themselves are saying the first time I do it, it has to be shared. it Has to be, has yeah, to be,
1: has to be perfect. So, so therefore, it has to followers. be perfect.
0: And no one engage.
1: This is what I've realised when with with coaching, Dan is like um, people attaching their value to how well a social media post does.
2: Oh, it's just not. It's just not the case. It really just isn't the case.
1: It's just absolutely bonkers. It's yeah. just, it is absolutely bonkers. And the the, the the truth is, you you know, you probably spend hardly time on the platform, right? So your engagement's going to be low anyway. You've probably got less than, I don't know, you've got a low follower count, which is cool. That's where you're at. But then if you spend two hours working on a piece of content, post it, and then, the, you know, whether it does well or not, then takes it, it chips away at your soul. <laughs> It, it, you're gonna you're gonna struggle, and I I, I get it sometimes with when I'm like speaking to clients, they're like, "Oh, I only got a couple of you know likes, and mm. you know the content wasn't good." I was like, no, the content was absolutely fine. Yeah. Like you can't measure your own success or your own value on one post.
2: You you literally lose. <laughs> but he, but here's the thing: if you actually spent the time to investigate the biggest influencers with the biggest engagement in in, you know in quotation marks here overall you'd realize that their engagement is absolutely awful Gary V's Ooh. engagement rate is 0.0001 percent right exactly. he has seven and a half million followers he only he gets a thousand comments that's awful seven and a half million to a thousand comments that's the worst engagement rate ever yes right yeah. but here's the point people are being impacted whether they engage or not Right. and you Thank have you. you have to understand that it's like so many people dm me and they say dan you know i don't i never really comment or like but i see your stuff every day and i finally got the courage to reach out and dm you they do they, you get that all the time yeah you are always making an impact though every time your thing is viewed it makes an impact in some way and you have to understand and this is a, a another concept that i've been sort of working with now is, is thinking of social much more as a continuum, right? Your journey, your career, your life on social and as a content creator is, for all intents and purposes, again, infinite. It's basically an infinite line. It just goes off into the distance indefinitely, or at least that's how you should see it because you want to be in this game for the long run, right? So given that that line is, for all intents and purposes, infinite, any one post or one piece of content is actually completely insignificant in your overall journey.
1: Oh, Dan, you're right. speaking my language, man. Keep speaking on to that because li- guys, <laughs> so listen in. It, it, it doesn't to matter. So it important. just
2: doesn't matter. It's just such a momentary glimpse in time that it actually has no impact on your overall journey whatsoever. So if you do get, if you are getting too hung up on, you know, one individual post and one individual thing, you're missing the rest of the line. You're stopping the line. The only thing that you need to focus on is continuing to move forward. That is the only thing because your only goal is to continue to move along that line. So Mm. you you have to, you have to look at that and go, this is why I put such crazy weird content out there because I know every post that I create is actually completely and utterly insignificant. It's completely insignificant, which then allows me to do whatever the hell I want because I understand that right. I can, I can reface myself onto women. I don't care. It's funny. Right, I'm making an impact. Some, someone's laughs for that moment in time, and then they breeze past it, and then life, you know, you've got to let people on.
1: know what reface is now. Just oh, to,
2: just, <laughs> I, I'm not even going to describe it. Just, s- just type it into the app store
1: and and reface, enjoy, enjoy. Yeah, reface. You know, it, just in case I get some <laughs> complaints because that sounded odd. <laughs> yeah, reface
0: app, just look it up, look it up.
1: Um, Hilarious. I remember, I remember when um I was trying to overcome this fear of getting on camera. Um, and step one was obviously buying the equipment. Step two was mm. my friend bullying me to do it in my garden when my neighbors were out there in the sun. And it was just horrendous. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, right, I'm going to go over. I'm going to do start Instagram stories. And I had a client in just the other side of London Bridge. I was like, right, I'm going to go over London Bridge. I'm going to do a story or a video from the start to the end like nice. at rush hour, like not, not <laughs> build it up,
0: make it really, really that. good. I'm just gonna, like, it's going to break the internet. It's going to break the internet. It
1: was more case of just, I, I, I kind of just wanted to not feel scared to get on yeah. camera. I was like this yeah. is ridiculous. I want to help yeah. people. I want to have an impact. I want to grow my personal band uh, brand and I can't even get on camera. This is silly. Anyway, wow, I've got my camera out, going kind over of, like whispering, my tones dropped, whispering mm. like all, all embarrassed, shy. Um, got to the other side i was fuming with myself delete the message i was like right tomorrow oh. if you do it if you do that same thing tomorrow you're going to throw you you're going to throw your phone <laughs> like, yeah so like that Got on the train the next day like i'm thinking about the whole way there got my phone out and like just done my video loud and proud got halfway mm. and just looked around There's like a moment of awareness and just no one cared yeah like, not one person no one was looking at me like, no. who's this weirdo? No one gives a damn. And you, no. just, you just build all this up in, your, in yourself because of your own fears. Like, it's how you, how you your, your own expectations, your own pressures. Really, no one cares. They just care about
2: themselves. Yeah, <laughs> really, their own lives.
0: If, if, um, you,
1: if
2: you have a glass with half of it, it's got water in it. Is it half full or half empty? It's always exactly. half full. It's always half full because mm. the second half is air. Mm. You just don't see it. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Mm. That's the point. You just choose not to see it. You believe that because it's invisible, it doesn't exist. You believe that the other people are going to judge you negatively instead of believing that other people are going to judge you positively. Mm-hmm. That's just merely your that is your, your perception. That is the world that you create when you when you go through that. Is you you believe that people care. This is something, even with vlogging, that I realize, you know, quite quickly. What well, and yeah. what I really learned with vlogging was you would not, the camera that you're holding in your hands, the phone that you're holding in the hand is the, the best counsellor, the best friend you could ever have in your life. It, it will <laughs> always listens, It never judges. It never questions you. And it's always around whenever you want it. The more you talk to the camera and watch yourself back, it has a true recollection of everything you say and you can watch it back. The more you talk to it, the more you'll realize that you can actually completely change your relationship into something that is actually a friend. When I get on my vlogs, you're the, uh, not vlog stories, you're the same, and your stories have always been awesome. There is a, there's a friendship element there. You, you're great at that. And that's the change in perception of what this thing can be for you. I've mm. learned more by just talking at my camera, for hundreds of hours than I've learned, you know, in workshops and classes and online learning and everything like that. My camera has taught me more. My camera is an inanimate object, but it's taught me way more. I learn more by just going on a live and talking. I go on lives and no one shows up and I'm still there talking for an hour. Because the more you talk, (laughs) the more you talk, the more you get clarity on the things that you want. You cannot resolve difficult Terms in your head or difficult conversations in your head, purely in your own head, you have to manifest those things into words in order to be able to turn them into the realizations that you want. That is particularly if you're a coach, in order to really understand transformation, you have to talk about it a lot and mm-hmm. you have to try and contextualize it. And then if you want to turn it into a methodology, you have to then talk about it for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of words until such a point where you realize that you can condense that all into a hundred words. Because every time you talk about it, little things resonate, little things ring true. And you realize that every time you have that conversation, you refine that conversation a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more until such a point where you become so convincing because every point that you make within that conversation is so well thought out that you yes. become a very strong influencer on those particular elements
1: do you know what when you say that there's a couple of things that spring to mind so one is um just staying in your lane yeah like so so because so i I find a you know so it's so easy to jump or like. If you're, on, if you're not staying in your own lane, you don't, you don't pick that up. No. You don't repeat those messages. Yeah. I think that so many people want to, feel like got to create something brand new or always oh, got to be coming up with new ideas. Yes, you do need to refresh your ideas, but the messaging and um, the core of what you are and who you are, mm. that really doesn't change that much, really. No. Like it, it can evolve, but really it doesn't change. But if you're continuously jumping ship from one thing to another, or trying to like focus in different areas, chasing two rabbits, whatever you want to call it, you don't get that kind of repetitive repetitiveness. Yeah, I don't think that's a word, by the way. I think I made that. It's a word, but you don't get it. (laughs) Um, And then the second thing I was thinking about is when it you when you were saying it, it, reminded me of selling. I remember being so bad at selling. Um, until it comes to, and then until I realise that it, I just repeat the same stuff over and over what again. You like you have the same combo mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much over and over and over and over again. But yet every time you get on a phone, when I first started, you get on a phone call and you're like, Oh, there's so many ways this call could go. Like mm. perception, perception. I, I like it's, it's the, it's the same. Like, but you so, it's just the same.
2: You're building a fluency there though. So every time you get a trigger point based on your knowledge and expertise, you make an assessment of that and you come up with a response, which is the best response in order to respond to that assessment. Again, that is earned. You can't just, Mm. you you can have a list of stuff, but your conversations will have started with, you know, a a sheet of, 100 different objection handlings that you can do until such a time that you've narrowed it down to probably about, you know, five to 10 that you can speak to in such a compelling way that they actually represent your entire playbook. You're just really good at that. Because you know every single word within those objections is placed very carefully. But, you know, that is what we would call influencing. That is is literally influencing. It is the ability Mm. to be able to shape other people's perceptions with the language and the words that you speak of that is why you are so compelling on social and that is why people gravitate towards you because the words that you choose are very specific but also very powerful and that's why people can't be you because they're not talking enough they're not like and this is why lives And cameras and podcasts and all these key elements are so crucial to you actually carving out a powerful, influential brand because it just it has to be earned. You have to go through that. The only only way that I got to the level I'm at as a wedding photographer is by shooting 100,000 crap images. I didn't change the amount of theory that I knew. I knew the same amount of theory either way, but I just had to get through that in order to be able to do why that. Do
1: we overcom- but, why do we complicate it? Why do we complicate, overcomplicate? It? When you when you put it like that, it's just why why do we put this?
2: Well, or, why do people? We- so people want to people see a niche as a subject, a specific subject, right? So when we talk about staying in your lane, they talk about a specific subject. For me. And, you know, this is, again, one of those things that I've been really sort of driving through in my coaching is I talk now about transformational content and connecting with your own personal transformation. And that then becomes your niche. Right. So and you've highlighted it really nicely here are the things that you're passionate to talk about are the things that you yourself have struggled with and overcome. It's not a niche per se. It translates mm-hmm. into you know, confidence on camera and selling and all of these different elements. But when you've told your story, you know your story is very heavily comprised of you struggling with all of these elements that you're now so passionate about. Because you understand mm-hmm. what the struggle was, you understand how to overcome it, and now you can speak to it and continue to speak to it in a way that you can see helps other people overcome that. And that then becomes your niche. That is the niche of Danny. So that isn't specific to marketing or selling or whatever, because assuming you're continuing to reflect those things that you are overcoming on an everyday basis, you'll be pulling in all these different new elements and then turning them into methodologies and, and different things to talk to that you can talk to very succinctly and do.
1: This The timing of this, Dan, is unreal. Because <clears throat> I, I had a meeting with the guys in the agency today. Um, we're talking about my personal brand and how f- far away it's come from what it was. Yeah. It's kind of like peak this year. Just because I got busy and I've kind of like palmed it a little bit. I've kind of just like put my focus elsewhere. I was like, I feel disattached with it. Mm. And what, what you just said there, you said it very eloquently, mm. um, a lot better than we did did on our convo. But that was the outcome It's like, I've stopped talking about (laughs) a lot of the stuff that I'm really passionate about, like deeply passionate about and actually feel people need to do. And now it's just kind of like a a maintenance going situation going, which is cool. And I'm aware of it. And we're going to change it going into the new year. But what you just said there, how, how does that work for someone that's just like, I don't know, struggling with that first bit of growth on socials or yeah. they're not quite sure about their personal brand. What, what would you say to that?
2: Well, person? so to answer your question, firstly, the way you now find, and this is, this is where my sort of, transformational content course leads into once you've connected with those personal struggles and your own personal transformation and the key things that have been difficult for you, that you have either overcome or currently going through in order to overcome. Now what you need to do is take yourself back to day one, Danny, the very moment before you took that step, right? And think back to that very moment, like you talked about on the bridge there. Mm. What did Danny need in that moment? Right? What did you need in that moment to take that first step? Right? Um, You talked about your friend mm -hmm. helping you, bullying you out, accountability. accountability. You talked about you setting yourself a bit of a challenge. You talked about overcoming the perception of other people watching you. You talked about all these different elements, right? Yeah. That's your content. Mm. your your struggle your transformation is your niche and your content is the process
1: so good so valuable
2: Uh, i love it so you just i I love it but what people forget is as they as they overcome these things then they start talking about their content in their current view in their transformed view which is why people can't connect with you because you're too far away you're, yeah. ju- you've, you're a whole journey in front of me and I can't start that I can't keep up with you because you haven't shown me step one yet mm. you haven't shown me how to get to you you're at the end of that bridge waving going I did it I'm stood at the beginning of the bridge going but what did you do Yeah, right and it's that and and, and what I again one of the other elements that I started been working on is what I call now the transformational wave which is a principle that I use for my content so Within my content now, I take people on a journey through that transformation. So I start them off with the stuff that they know, with Instagram growth, with the stuff that they relate to, the basic stuff that they connect to, the stuff that they search for, and all those key elements. I start them there. I help them overcome those. I give them the recipes and the strategies and the guides so that they can start making some progression. And then I evolve them through my content into different ways of thinking and i i take them on this do yeah just quickly on
1: that just quickly and i'll let you carry on do do you feel people um okay when people sign up to your course do you feel if you told them about the transformational part of the offset and not the instagram growth and the, the the followers and the engagement do you think you would have as many people sign up
2: there has to be an end point for me. The end point is about connecting about creating content that you feel proud of that connects with you. Right. The, the end point of that of course is, you know, them being able to create content more freely on, on, an, on an everyday basis within the course, the course doesn't talk about, you know, Instagram growth or at least that's a different course. My content does, right? But what I then do is I take people on this transformational wave, and then when I get to the peak of the wave, when I get to the, the, the highest point that I think I can get you to, when I can you to, the wave then crashes and I start again. So I actually look at my content as course and not individual pieces of content. And for me, that contextualizes my content a lot more. So I actually teach you over time. I've been showcasing different elements to you. I'll start off with you know, Instagram growth and then I'll evolve you into confidence on camera and then I'll evolve you into other elements. But I can't just start with one. It's like if you think of it more as a course and you think of your content more linearly, I can't mm. just start you from zero and then go, oh, there's a bit of Instagram growth. Oh and now here's how to be confident on camera. Like it doesn't I can't jump you there. You wouldn't do it in a course. So why am I doing it in my content, assuming education is my content, mm. right? So I take them through that transition and then I get to that point and then I reset transformation and I start again and I'm, I'm about to start doing that now I'm about to start a whole new wave of content which is Instagram growth related obviously people come into your socials at all different yeah.
1: times right like in their own journey so how when you're saying you you kind of the, your content you put out yeah. there is like a course when do you recycle elements of that content because they'll be coming at different stages right or do you not worry about that you worry about Kind of the stuff that you feel they need to be hearing. I think
2: now. about the evolution of my audience in tranches. Okay, this is
1: so, interesting. Go for it.
2: <laughs> if you try and think of every individual person's need all the time, it's never gonna, it's never gonna work. And you're gonna just mind yeah. yourself because you'll be like, oh, I don't know what to do today because I've got these new people in and the you know, whatever. Right? I'm focused on evolving my. The people that stick around with me and kind of moving through that sort of evolution with me. So there are elements, and all they need to do is scroll down. I think this is where branding really, you know, comes into play. And, you know, a lot of people talk Mm -hmm. about branding and the importance of branding. I actually think it's a lot simpler than that. The importance of branding when it comes to Instagram is just to make your profile look put together. So that there's a higher conversion rate. That's it. That is the beginning and the end of my definition of branding. Yeah. Everything else is just a whole load of <laughs> on, on, on anywhere. It's just a whole load of you know on any social platform. It's just it's just a whole load of McDonald's shit, right? Like it's just all it is. Someone comes to your profile and they have three seconds, literally lower than that, to make a decision as to whether to follow you. All you need to do is make your content yeah. look more put together and thought out than the 99% of the crap that they've been looking through all day with dogs and cats and family photos for them to say, Oh, this adds proportionally higher value to me than everything else that I've seen today. That's your goal. That's your goal. Right? So if I can tie it together and I can scroll down and they can say, Oh, there's a shit ton of value here. They're very likely to follow. And I know it works because when I run ads, I get about a 70% follower conversion rate which is a really high conversion rate. And I know that's true because they can just scroll down and do it. That doesn't mean from a content perspective, I'm obligated to continually shift my content strategy because of new people coming in. Right. They can scroll down. If they want Instagram growth stuff, they can scroll down. If they can't be bothered to scroll down, well, they're not really, they're not in it for my message. If they just don't want to scroll down anyway.
1: Mm. So
2: it's much more about like, how can I add the most evolutionary value to people than just one-off pieces of content yeah but i I also think of my instagram like i talked about this sort of concept of a tv channel right because and with instagrams different elements as different channels on your tv so you've got you know your stories are like your little sort of um real life reality tv shows but like interjected in your stories are ads and my ads are funny weird things and they're supposed to surprise you oftentimes i'll stick music on there and i'll have the music cut in at the loudest point immediately just to mess with you right but it's there it's there to kind of keep the thing interesting I think too many people get too too hung up with like, oh, well, I'm just here to educate my audience. So all I'll do is educate you. It's like being stuck in a classroom and just being mm. lectured out all day, every day. You'll be like, eventually, it just becomes predictable and boring. Boring, and 100%. Someone said to so me true. like, Dan, when I go to your profile, I always think to myself, what the fuck is Dan up to today? And I took that What's as gospel be doing? to yeah. say, oh, okay, well, that's perfect. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just do – I'm just going to surprise you. And There's, there's going to be – there's always going to be stuff that – pillar content that you can come back to that's going to educate you. It's going to add a lot of value. But I might just throw in anything, anything at all. It doesn't have to be related to anything at all because it's not intended. It's supposed to be as a tonic to me. That's the point, right? My own content mm. is a tonic to me. Like if I'm just constantly projecting – Education, education, education stuff. It's like, well, actually, I quite like a laugh, and I prefer it if you laughed every now and again as well, because I know that after you have gone through all of your other mates' profiles, you'll always come end up on mine. I bet you.
1: I bet. Yeah. You. I guarantee <laughs> it. I said this to a client the other day, and I was like, "You're so caught up on how many people have watched or engaged with your your posts. You're spending all this time creating this content, and you get like three hundred people watch yep. your stories." Like, imagine having like 300 people exactly line up down the street outside your house, say hello to you every day. Like, you've got to think about the impact that has and the impact you want to have, as opposed to the amount of people just like you have to really
2: put the real life numbers behind these things and say, Look, if those people really existed in a room and you were talking to them directly, you'd be mind blown. So, what is it about your perception of this audience that isn't enough, and what is enough? And usually people can't answer that number. You say, Well, look, what okay, what's the number for a thousand? Okay, well, I'll give you a thousand mm. then. Well, how are you gonna feel then? Well, it'll be two thousand, obviously. That'll be the next thing and the next thing. Instagram but yeah. Instagram stories are particularly yeah. bad because the viewership of Instagram stories is all over the place. I mean, mine's complete been completely decimated yeah. lately. And I've I've no, I talked Same. to quite a few people and they're like, oh, I've given up on stories, there's no more reach in it. And it's like, well, if that's all you saw it as then you were going to give up anyway, right? There has to be a connection point to it. And again, that's why I kind of say to people, you know, think of sharing what entertains you rather than trying to educate other people. Because if you make it completely outward, if you make all your social outward, you're going to struggle for that as well. There's got to be a bit that gives you something back.
1: Do you think that's what was why you stopped the other accounts? before do you think there's an element there where it was maybe well you said there was too much education mm. right i think you have to get a balance i think you do have to get a balance but i've definitely leaned towards more yeah the content that fills you up <laughs> and you enjoy doing because that's the only way i say building a personal brand is a i don't want to say negatively like it's a slog but it's it is it's it's never ending really it's you like if you're not enjoying yeah. the process you're in, you're in for a tough time. So you've got to find a way to enjoy the process.
2: I, I really dislike the term building a personal brand, <laughs> to be fair. Do yeah. you? Because, Why is that? Because you don't build a personal brand. You remove the blockers that prevent your brand. It's the opposite. Okay. The only thing that's limiting you between you being seen as the fullest of you and not is whatever you put in front of you to block that. I actually think personal mm. brand is a removal process and not a addition process. That's what you realize over this time. It's like, Oh, maybe I can show them that aspect of me. Maybe I can show them that aspect of me. Cause you don't start mm. with, you know, you don't start com- completely opened up. You start locked down. So the answer to yeah. how do I create my personal brand is like, what do you need? What blockers do you need to remove? That, that's your personal brand. I like that Dan. If you even call it a person. And of course, but you know, there's still elements of you share what you want to share, right? And you know, you and I, we share, you know, bits and pieces of family life, but it's not like we're doing, you know, dad documentaries or anything like that. We could if we wanted to. I'm sure we'd probably be pretty good at it, but you know, we're not, it's just not really an element that we both share a lot of. So my personal brand is as broad a scope as I choose it to be. By reducing or removing the blockers that allow that element of me or that different mode of me.
1: Mm. I love that perception, that perspective. Sorry. That's, that's a you, really it, cool perspective. I've never, Because if you ever think of it, of it additively,
2: like it doesn't make any sense. You're like, oh, why don't you, you know, why don't you show them that bit of you? Like, like just, why don't you talk a little bit of that? Because you're interested in that. It's like, no, the question is, why are you not doing that now? And then then you actually get to the real heart of the issue. If you are because if it becomes an ask of people, oh show them that side of you. Why don't you share a little bit about that? It's just gonna trigger a fear response. Whereas if I say, How come you're not you know showing us behind the scenes of your processes, you building your business? Oh, because I'm worried about X, Y, and Z. Oh, okay, we can tackle that. We can have a conversation about that. Yeah. Whereas if it's me just asking you, saying, Well, you know, today, why don't you to give them the idea on this or prompt them on that or tell us a little bit about that and it's all additive it's all, and it always feels like a, an addition it always feels like the process is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and suddenly now there's more to manage and there's more ideas. It's like no there isn't. The, the more of those barriers that you remove the simpler content gets because your scope for content broadens you know I, you know, I talk yes, about absolutely thinking thematically when it comes to content, right? Looking at your everyday and then applying them. You you, you do the content pillars as well, right? Looking at your everyday and applying them through your content pillars. Well if you don't allow different aspects of you to be shown, or if you don't associate those as content sources, you don't you you narrow that opportunity for the thematic thinking in your life. So you might have those content Mm. pillars, but now you're like, oh yeah, well that's not related to that. So therefore I can't do it. It's like every single thing you do every single day is related to one of your content pillars in every way, in every way. Yeah. The question is, are you willing to share it? That's the question.
1: I love it. I love it. I think, I think a lot of people need to hear this podcast and and look at things from different perspective because I think there's so much consumption happening on uh these platforms about what you should shouldn't be doing um what would you say is kind of like a as a parting yeah message you've got obviously fearless creator tribe what would you kind of want people to take away from this like if you could leave with one message
2: um i think if i had to leave people with one message it would be your value and your worth is not validated by the engagement that you create on social, but your value and your worth is increased by the amount that you move through and the amount that you move through your own personal journey. And if you continue to move through your personal journey, but you see that as your source and inspiration of content, then that will create those strong relationships that come back to you. And that, that is, that is your source of content and your source of energy, but it's just going to take a, it's going to take a step for you try and make that step as small as possible, but just continue to walk forward and making those steps because the further you are away from someone, the more they look up to you.
1: Nice. Dan, let people know where they can find you, man.
2: Uh, yeah. So you can find me um, at I'm Dan Thomas. I am Dan Thomas um, on Insta. Come over and say hello, DM me. Um, I also have a podcast, which I promise I'll put some more episodes into in the near future called the <laughs> Dan Thomas podcast. So uh, come over and um, meet me over there and any questions or anything that you want to discuss further, come over and say hello.
1: Just before we go, just tell them quickly about the, the course. Cause I know you've worked very hard on it. Um, just briefly tell them, tell people. So they know where where to find it and when it's coming out or if it's out and whatnot
2: yeah so i'm creating a new community called the social boom community because you know that's how i that's how i speak so you've got to do it i remember dming you about it okay social boom what do you think of it and you're like yeah that works and i was like, fine that's all right um it's done. <laughs> but it's the whole thing is based on trying to give people um a, a community behind everything that you do for me you know, what I found, I think what other people find is social can be a bit of a lonely place. It's certainly a, a, a struggling place. It's a confusing place. And having people to back you and help you, I think, is one of the key elements. And again, this, this harks back to my, transform, my own transformation. One of the key elements that was missing. And I'm creating a, a membership community around that where you can come in meet and chat with other creators, put collabs together, attend masterclasses and events, get access to courses, and try and give you everything that you need to show up and blow up every day on social. So you'll find it all on my Instagram
1: account. Listen, if you want to go and find someone that is kind of completely torn—no, ta- not kind of has torn up, <laughs> torn up, turn up. I can't speak today. I ripped up the rule book on Instagram. Um, Just go and follow Dan. You'll be entertained. You'll be you'll learn a hell of a lot, and he's literally one of the best in my eyes on the on the platform for educating and being himself.
0: Oh, thank you. So go
1: and follow. Go and follow. He's uh. Well,
2: you you were a key uh, part of that. You're very. You always inspire me right from the beginning. You know, as someone in this sort of in 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 a big the carousel community, particularly has gone through a big shift just in our year that we've kind of seen it. particularly you know particularly at the top end, there's a lot more brand, personal brand coming through. You were always there sort of right from the start, showcasing on stories and brand, and you've always been a a true inspiration man. So just a big thank you to you for always been there and uh having some awesome conversations
1: wicked mate thank you appreciated respect back to you and uh thank you for coming on man loads of
0: value in here take care all right so what do you think i hope you enjoyed the episode let me know in the community what the aha moments were okay drop a message in the community with your aha moment what was the big revelation for you what stood out what was the thing that is the biggest takeaway for you what resonated with you i want to know drop it in the community we are about to start the accelerator i hope you're ready i hope you're clear i hope you're excited as excited as i am because it's about to get awesome let's go